But what was the worst thing about coming off the back of reality TV? As self-aware as you may think you are, life's still going to teach you some lessons. Ego took over for a while. The whole controversial telly moment happened. And I got an article wrote about me. Yeah. I was like, this is killing me off here. I'm not going to slag you off. I'm yeah. not going to come back at you. What's the point? Well, I'm that's... giving the media shit to write about. It was vanity. But mm. that's not who I am. I'm not no. worried about stuff like that. I've never been worried about stuff like that. Hi, I'm Ella McChrystal and this is The New Mind. Today's guest is Matt Murray. Hello, Matt. Hello, hello. Now, Matt Murray, how do people know you? So people most commonly nowadays will know me from um, Married at First Sight UK, season seven. Of course they do. Of Which course is the programme where you uh, marry a stranger. Wow. And then... Um, <laughs> and then what? Just marry a stranger. And then it all goes downhill <laughs> from there. Mostly so, yeah. <laughs> Mostly so. And and actually, although that... Actually, uh, from what I know, there's a misconception about you because of that show. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, there's a misconception. Like, it never takes away that I said the things that I said and I did the things that I did. But I think what a lot of people don't do is take into account the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. Like, the way I like to describe it is, is like, if you see me react to a situation, yeah, I reacted to it, but you've not seen the build-up. You've mm-hmm. not seen what else has been said. And you could be the nicest person in the world, but if I put you in a corner and keep poking you, you're not human if you don't react. Yeah, you've that's so true. You've been conditioned far too much to take punishment if you're just going to let people speak to you however they so freely choose. So for those that don't know that haven't watched it, it's a, it's a show about, like you say, people that meet for the first time and they get married at the time that they meet. Yeah. And then you live together for a certain amount of time. You're supposed to. You're supposed to. Interesting. Um, and then you're, uh, would you say, um, a bit like a soap opera, there's some guidance as to what they want from you or is it all completely organic? See, this is a difficult one because I can't, there is guidance, so to speak, and I think there's, there is definitely influence there, but a lot of it is organic. Mm-hmm. But what you will notice is you'll be having like, I don't know, let's say, for example, we're at a dinner party, everybody's there, somebody will come over and whisper into somebody's ear. Yeah. But because I'm very well aware of the situation, I'm watching that, and I'm, then I'm waiting. It's like a constant defense thing because I'm now waiting. I've just seen somebody whisper in that person's ear, and I'm waiting and waiting. Ah, there it is. And they'll be like, oh, so let's talk about... And there's lots of alcohol at that dinner party, isn't there? <clears throat> there is, yeah. But again, you can choose to drink it or you can choose not to drink it. Like, uh, is there? A, do you feel a bit like, oh, we're all here, let's have a drink? Yeah. Do you learn your lesson? No. Yeah. And um, how often are those dinner parties filmed? Once a week. Right. So once a week, everyone's in the same space at the same time. Uh, twice a week, because you've got the commitment ceremony of one course. day. Yeah. Uh, dinner party one day, commitment ceremony the next. The rest of the time is spent on days out and dates and... Uh, you get you get, obviously you get time to yourself. Yeah, it's not always constantly filming. You might you might have to get up at like nine o'clock and film some stuff, and getting ready shots, looking shots. Like you might have missed something from the weirdest one was always if something's missed from the commitment ceremony or they didn't get a vox. So a vox is like they'll take two of you or one of you off to speak about the situation. That's where questions are planted. Right. So they'll steer the narrative with the questions. So mm-hmm. it'll be like. If me and you were doing a box now and I'd be like, so X said X, like, what do you think about that? You would respond, oh, when X said X, I felt a little bit, so it doesn't look like you've been asked a question. Oh, okay. It looks like you're just saying that for the sake of saying it. Yes. You're not. You've been asked a question, but you have to put the question in the answer. So it is manipulated, yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's fucking, it's, it's TV, isn't it? Yeah. It's there for drama. It's there to make you triggered in some way, shape or form at home, whether it's happiness, sadness, laughter, like... Nobody makes a TV program for the sake of it, do they? They make it for ratings. So yeah. they can make another one so that they get sponsors. Yes. Like, so that they get money. So do you know what I mean? It's all a... So why were you picked? Um, <laughs> Honestly, I reckon because I'm a barber and I've got face tattoos. Yeah. Because it fit the narrative. They yeah. approached me four weeks before the starting of the show on Instagram. Asked me if I was up for marrying a stranger. Don't worry, it's not legally binding. You know I mean, basically, worst case scenario, you come and have a good time, learn something about yourself. Uh, and I was like, yeah. So they were like, if, you, if you're interested, do you know what I mean? Fill this out and then we'll have a FaceTime, whatever. So I was like, ah, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> and it was a third TV show that had, like, third person that had messaged me in like from, a, from different TV shows, different things, which in a very short period of time. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Had you seen it? No, nope, never. I was actually on the a Zoom call with the with the main producers. Um, I was sat at my kitchen table and they were like, So you've watched Married at First Sight before and you know how the format is. And I was like, No. No, what? Right. Probably better that you didn't. No, well, I didn't want to. They were no. like, We do need you to watch a couple of episodes of the last season, but watch a bit of the Australian one, because that's going to be the new format. Um we need you to watch it basically so you know what you're getting into. So I watched one episode on the back end of that but equally I wanted to go in with no idea I wanted to go in so it's like reality tv but real Mm -hmm. like you're getting a real thing from me it's not like oh I've seen how this can be twisted or I've seen how no I don't know what's coming I have no idea what you're going to do with the information I give you Mm -hmm. there you go Mm -hmm. so would you say that it was a a positive or a negative experience um it was a positive experience but that's because of who I am and that's because of how I think yeah. Um, was there a time coming off the back end of the show where I felt oh, this is not a good thing? Yeah, absolutely. Could I see the light? Absolutely not. Now, a year later, it is since filming. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, filming would just be coming to an end very shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, a year later, I see now the lessons. I see now the reflection. I see now the resilience that I've built, especially online, which is obviously where my business is now. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. It taught me a lot more about navigating media. And if I am a believer in anything, is it is you're always where you're meant to be. So if I look at that resilience that's been built, I look at that as you went through what you went through to build you up for the next chapter. Yes. Whatever's coming next is going to need some resilience and it's going to need some use of being in front of a camera or it's going to need some use of negativity being thrown your way and how you can change that to benefit you or how you can change it to not let it affect you yeah yeah so the reason that we've kind of connected is because I, I, I would have followed you yeah and then you would have contacted me about this Instagram live that we did because there was something that I put on Instagram about filters if you yes, do remember this, I do actually, yeah. And you were like, oh, actually, would you do a live with me? Because you must have seen what my job was and what I was saying or something and thought, oh, maybe there's some interesting stuff here. Yeah. I don't think we ever really referred to that at all in no, the no, Instagram. No, never even, no, no. But, it was more me trying to sort my dogs out. <laughs> yeah, which was so <laughs> and, funny. And Dave, the therapist. <laughs> yeah. Or was he Darren? <laughs> Darren. It was Darren. I'll never forget Darren, that moment. the therapist. And that's when we really... Um, Got on. I think we decided we were going to be friends. Absolutely, yeah. And then here we are. Because what I then started to do was watch more of your stuff. 
and there was so much about the mind and it was very organic stuff as well. It didn't feel like, and it doesn't feel like to me anyway, it's just my perspective that it's faked or scripted. It just feels very, very natural. And there was a lot of really good stuff that you were saying. And I think you've really worked hard at being this organic version of yourself. Authenticity seems to be the key. But also there's some vulnerability there. I don't think you shy away from being human. And I think there's a whole, if you, if you don't already follow Matt on, on Instagram, there's a whole kind of very natural thing going on for you now. And I know that you're exercising outside as well as in the gym and you've got your three dogs and you're outside a lot, but you're also doing cold water stuff now as well. Yeah. So you seem to be very in touch with nature, with yourself, but you're also very open about some of your own struggles, one of which was brought up on the show, which is about your your mum, who's not very well right now. Yeah. So you said something earlier, actually, about um, the cold water therapy and, and doing it with your mum in mind or something like that. Mm. Um, so talk about what's happening with your mum. So my mum, about six years ago now, was first diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, she then had her, as you look at the body, it's the left breast removed. Um, cancer all got cleared. She got signed off. Everything's fine. A few years go by, so it'll be about two and a half years ago now, where she started feeling a bit weak, started having really low energy. My stepdad was like, "Something's not right here," so we took her in because they were kind of like passing her off with, I think it was like B12 deficiency right. and anemia, and um, turns out it's a tumor that's been growing in her colon. So mm-hmm. obviously cancer, and then. Tried chemo, operation to take it out, chemotherapy, none of the chemo worked. It was, I think my mum knew, but didn't really want to say it out loud to us lot just yet that it was always terminal. It was always going to be a case of there's no cure in it. We can try, but we don't think we're going to be able to. And then last November, we were given a 12 to 18 month diagnosis, which is obviously end of life, mm-hmm. um, which becomes a reality when the insurance companies agree as well. Yeah. That's when it kind of hit home, mm. which has been very recent, like a few days ago. Wow. When the insurance companies went, okay, yeah, we agree with the doctors. And do you know what I mean? We'll, uh, we'll start to move that now. Um, so, yeah, that's when it clicks in. But with the cold water thing, and with a lot of things, actually, it's trying to use such a negative experience to propel you forward in a powerful way. Mm. So I remember the first time I went out to do cold water, which was in January, and I went in up to my knees. Like it's snowing outside, I'm bloody freezing. I went up to my knees. I'm like, I can't do this. This is this is disgusting. Like, why would anyone do this? This is a ridiculous idea. <laughs> like, everyone's going about, oh, you get so many endorphins, and do you know what I mean? It's so good for the mind and the mental toughness. I'm like, you chat shit. <clears throat> All this is is fucking freezing. I can't feel my shins. I can't feel my toes. I want to go home. <laughs> right? This is this is not okay. Then I got down to my waist and it just got worse. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> now my penis hurts as well as my shins and my toes. Do you know what I mean? Everything hurts. This is, this is honestly, that first time, there's nothing pleasurable about it at all. No. And the guy who I'm doing the therapy with, he's like, right, you need to get under. You need to get under to your shoulders. And I was like, I can't do that, mate. Do you know what I mean? He's like, come on, get in. And I just remember I looked across the water and I can literally, I could go back there now and point out the pile of rocks. I was just staring at this pile of stone across the water and I looked at it and I was like, if by going under this water right now would save your mum's life, would you go under? Oh my God. But I use stuff like that all the time. I think visualizations are such a powerful tool. 
in the gym. Yeah. If my dog was trapped under something, mm. that's how I deadlift. That's how I, I don't do it for the sake of lifting up I a weight. I love that. Like I've got a family member or a friend or somebody who needs help and they're stuck under this weight. How do I get that off them? Fucking move it. Do you know mm. what I mean? And it's a very extremist way of thinking, but I'm an extreme person. Yeah. Um. So with the cold water, I looked at this and I was like, of course you would. Bam, under. Um, that was how quick it was. That's it, literally. Yeah. If it could save you, yeah, right, what are you doing? Go, get under. And then when you're feeling that pain, because I think resilience building, especially when it comes to emotions, is about going through the pain, isn't it? Yeah. And you don't unfortunately. Have, yeah, unfortunately. So do you think a lot of what you're doing right now, be it in the gym, be it in the cold water or just in life, is preparing you for what's going to come ahead or you're not thinking in, in that way? Because um, I, I'm a, I only ask that question because I know that that's what I do. I it, funny talk about the dogs because my old dog buddy, who's no longer here, what, he got to about two years old, and I started to think about what it was going to be like without him there. It's like I needed to mentally prepare myself all the time for the fact that he was never he was never going to be here forever. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. tend to do that, so I do negative psychology so that I can appreciate everything in the in the moment rather than positive thinking. Sometimes yeah. I do the opposite. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Like, that's when everybody says, oh, think positive. And I'm like, it's not going to do shit. No. you got to be realistic. Yeah. And uh, what I need to do is now is to be prepared to protect the rest of my family. Mm. And people go, you don't need to take all that. Just fucking let me do what I need to do. Because you want to do I that. I want to do that. That's yeah. not something that I'm going, oh my God, no, I'm not going to sit there moaning about the fact that I have to do it. I'm telling you that I'm preparing to do that. Now yeah. allow me the space to do what I need to do to prepare my mind for what's coming. Um, I'm not sitting playing a victim about it. I'm not sitting trying to make myself like, oh, do you know what I mean? Sometimes I need to speak to my friends and my family. Sometimes I need to cry about it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I need to get it out and I'm not afraid to do that. But the preparation for it is definitely like that, yeah. So I think it's inter- it's an interesting question because I've never really thought about it like that. Yeah. I just do it. Yeah. Like the cold water, for example, that is something that I've very recently found. Uh, the first time I did it, I didn't get it. I was just in pain. And then my feet were in pain and my todger was in pain for a very long time afterwards. <laughs> todger. And yeah, says, todger. I don't know. I just went a bit PG, <laughs> didn't I? I just, to, just felt like we needed a bit of PG. <laughs> my penis was hurting. Uh, it really was as well. Like it, yeah, I, bet I, it was. I can remember the pain because like, my feet came back, my hands came back. I got all the way back to the you? car. Um, or did it go inside your Oh, no, it was out. It was out. Yeah, I think that was the problem. <laughs> like, just overexposure. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, it was. It was It was really painful. And I couldn't get I couldn't get the pain away. And what I was, was, I was keeled over in the car. Like, honestly. And I was like, this can't be normal, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, What did it feel like? Burning? Like cold burn? Um, yeah, burning. Just, I don't know. It's like, you know, if you get an inside itch. Yes. And inside it, so you've got like an itch on your foot, but you can't yeah. scratch it. Yeah. It's like that, but a pain. Mm. So like, you know, if you if you bruise your arm or if you cut your arm, you can grab it like that. Yeah. And it feels comforting. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. I know what's going on. I've got hold of it now. No. <laughs> no, no. no squeezing made it better. Like, <laughs> it was just fucking stinging. Like, it was just, honestly, it was awful. Oh, it God. Was awful. It might be because I'm circumcised. Right. Because obviously there's no protection there. Yeah. But. Everyone now knows. We're all visualising it. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's a, it's a point of life, isn't it? And again, at some point, we'll talk about why that yeah. as well, because I think that's another important matter. Yes. Based on them statistics that I Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we will definitely talk about that. And, and actually, let's just move straight into it. Going back to your penis. Penis. The reason that's important. Penis. <laughs> the reason that's important. You mentioned the circumcision and you said there was a reason for, for why you've had that done. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So I wanted to discuss this because it's something that I've never actually discussed before. Mm -hmm. But then after Googling some statistics and Googling and doing my own research, there was um, a surprising, a shocking number. Um, so erectile dysfunction in men affects 52% of men in the United Kingdom. It's massive, isn't it? It's well, no, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse. Anyway, uh, I felt a bit dead. Um, <laughs> again, <laughs> that was unintentional. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a massive number. I didn't, I didn't even realise. But uh, up until the age of sixteen, I was what you would say impotent. Like, I just couldn't get an erection. Um, I could kind of get one when I was on my own. But if I tried to sleep with somebody, then it was like, it just wouldn't work. Mm. It just wouldn't happen. And I was like, hang on a minute. So I went to the doctors and I got my bloods done. Um, and obviously this is now causing a mental effect. Of course. Because you're a young man and your friends around you and stuff like that, they're sexually active, so to speak. And you're like, well, I could be sexually active, but mm. someone just doesn't seem to be working here. Mm -hmm. um, so I had my bloods done. Testosterone levels were all fine. Everything was all fine. And eventually they said, oh, it's... Uh, uh, performance anxiety so because you're putting so much pressure on yourself to perform yeah you're not performing now i took this for a little while and i was like okay i can see that so the person who i actually lost my virginity to i actually had a conversation with her first and i said look this has never worked before this is why they've said now that actually it worked because you you let it out as it i yeah. just yeah and because i'd spoke about it and i wasn't thinking about it because i'd actually had the conversation about what did she say though she was cool she was like oh, was we'll, that we'll try. so she didn't judge you absolutely not yeah. no i even remember the tub of vaseline um wow yeah there's some good advertising for, for vaseline there other lubrications are available <laughs> um <clears throat> no but seriously she she on a serious note no she was non-judgmental at all um and she was cool with it Plus, I wasn't really bothered about speaking about it. I mean, you've probably gathered so far, I speak my mind. Yes. Like, if it's going to offend somebody, it's not intentional. No. Like, I'm not there to offend people, but I feel like if everybody spoke their mind a bit more, there'd be a lot less bullshit flying around in the world. Yes, yeah, so um, true. We don't have to agree with each other, do we? Absolutely not, no. no. If you said something and I'm like, mm, I yeah. don't really agree with that. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a dick by saying I don't agree with it. I'm just telling you that, I, I've got a difference of opinion. If you take it personally, if if you say something to me or I say something to you and we take it personally, then we're obviously, like you say, we've obviously got some demons we need to deal with. So I, I think people should be more honest. It doesn't mean I have to like it, but I would I respect it. Yeah. And this is why I respect you, because you're having this conversation publicly mm. about erectile dysfunction. And I don't think many people would. Yeah, can we just continue that bit so we can say that it's all good? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just get. We've just kind of left it on erectile dysfunction. <laughs> yeah, we probably should go back to that. Just and so he's this... never had sex since. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great first time and then left it right. Just there. left it there, just in case. Um, no, but just to continue that, I still kind of knew something weren't right, though. I knew that it was like, okay, yeah, that's worked, but. This isn't what I've been seeing on the fucking internet. Do you know what yeah. I mean? This isn't, this isn't, something's <laughs> yeah. not right. So I'd speak to friends as well and I'd be like, do you know when you're like, mm, does it, mm, do you know, I'm trying to figure it out. And then um, obviously I was, only, I was only young, I was only 16 at this point. Anyway, when I was, uh, but past that point of me actually losing my virginity, everything was cool. 
I was fine. Like I could just, I could have sex fine. Not a problem. So once you started, it was... Yeah, it was all go. Yeah, yeah. We, we were good. We were fine. Um, but again, I still knew something weren't right. It was almost like the base wasn't quite strong enough to support the end. Right. Um, yeah, it is weird talking about it out loud, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was very, very good. I have to say, like, it's um, important. <clears throat> so then at 23, no, 21, I was circumcised because we discovered that it might be a blood flow issue. Oh, So wow. my foreskin was too tight. It never came back. Oh, okay. Never. Unless I was in the bath. Right. Because then it was warm. Did it and, hurt? Uh, what, have you tried to get it back? Yeah. It was a very weird feeling. Was it? Because Yeah, because it would strangulate underneath. Right. Until I managed to pull it back forward. It's quite a I mean? common problem, that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Um, so, well, I've heard it a lot. The more I openly talk about it, nobody talks about this stuff. No. So, the more I've now actually... And this is another reason why I want to talk about it, is because, do you know, there could be a lot of people that watch this and go, why the fuck are you talking about that? That's a bit of a, but you know what? There could be one yes. person, one person who watches this, who's feeling a little bit insecure or feeling a little bit isolated or feeling like they don't really know if they should talk to somebody about it or they're feeling a bit weird or they're feeling like it's not normal. Mm -hmm. And then they listen to this and they go, oh shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Because that's what it was with me. It was like, oh, right. Okay. So it's a normal thing. It's a reoccurring normal thing. And oh, it's, it happens within men. There will be people listening, men. Mm -hmm. And maybe women that are, you know, wondering what's going on with their partners or whatever, that will gain, will benefit a lot and gain a lot from listening to you talk. And and I really do respect you for doing it because I, I think it would be so easy to just ignore it and brush it under the carpet and just hope that it goes away. But actually, you can talk about the good, the bad and the ugly here of, of having that issue. So... You are circumcised. How does that change? Because would you say that you're still dealing with it now? Um, not so much now, but what I have noticed is somebody going on top takes a lot of trust. Yeah. Straight away, unless I've had a few beers, straight away somebody going on top won't really work. If, like, the actual the actual performance anxiety and stuff, that's not a problem. Like, I am competent and confident in the bedroom. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't worry about going to bed with somebody. Never. Um, and... But is that because you openly talk about it still? Is that because you tell them? No, no. So you've just dealt with it oh, in no, your own no, head? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just, you get to a certain point in life where you, and again, it's not even an ego thing. It's not even a, it's a patterned thing where well, you kind of Well, your neuroplasticity. Go, oh, like, I don't ever feel intimidated getting in bed with a woman. Mm -hmm. Ever. Mm -hmm. Like, ever. Because it's, it's just, yeah. Natural for you. It is. It does feel natural, yeah. yeah. And I think, obviously, stemming back to that, I think that might have even become a thing where it was like, okay, we need to figure this out. So by figuring that out, it became almost like a bit of a, maybe a secret obsession in my head. I don't know. I could be wrong because I've not really thought about it until this moment. Yeah. But is it like, I will be competent in that area? Well, that's like, interesting. I will dominate in that area and I will make sure that when I get in bed, that is going to be. Is that your personality though? Because you say that, and I think that that's from what I know of you. I think you do that with everything. I think you have that focused mind. If you want to do so, so the calisthenics, yeah. You, if you put your mind to something, you're going to do it to the point of what other people may call obsession, but in you know it, that that's perspective. But actually, it's what you love and what you enjoy. And you obviously love sex. You obviously love working out. You obviously love the things that you put your heart and soul into. And so that's helped you to, I, I think, that's helped you to overcome a lot 
Absolutely, in your life. Yeah. And so with the erectile <clears throat> dysfunction now, you would say because you've worked on it so much and you're obsessed about it when you were younger and trying to figure it all out, it only occurs if it's someone you don't know very well, maybe they get on top and you have to kind of... Not even that. It wasn't just a performance-related anxiety thing. There is definitely a blood flow issue there. Yeah. That, is, that is still a thing. Yeah. But it's not like a point where it's not hard enough so you can't have penetrative sex. Penetrative 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 sex um <laughs> hilarious <laughs> yeah you, you can't um so that's not that's not even the point but sometimes it's like if i don't really feel completely comfortable with this person it might be a little bit mm, with them going on top is it comfortable or attracted what comfortable with them or attracted to them um i honestly in older years don't really pay it too much attention right like i literally just kind of i just enjoy myself i don't overthink it so would you say that it's not an issue for you now but it no. has been i think in those younger years you kind of give more of a shit yeah you do and you think you're going to be judged or you think this or you think that whereas now it's just yeah nowadays it's not something i think about but when obviously you're younger it feels like something that you're going to be judged by and you feel like almost like a societal peer pressure yeah. that do you know what like if that's not working for you then you there's something wrong with you yes and it's like well obviously dickhead that's why we're trying to fix it <laughs> <laughs> with all that being said and you're in a you know you've worked on that and you're willing to talk about it what things do you feel you still need to work on in yourself on yourself that not fucking deep <laughs> that's what i do uh, so this is called the now you now you've sorted out your penis what else do you need to work on <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know we were going there that quick. Like, Lord, me, please ease me in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We weren't ready for that. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Um, <laughs> I've just blown all those brain cells. <laughs> um, what else do I need to work on? Um, I think that life is about continuously discovering yourself. Um, some people never will, never want to hit self-discovery. They don't want to know about themselves. And I think I can find daily things to work on. I can find long-term things to work on. Um, now you've asked me the question, I can't really pinpoint it, but I know that you're never a finished product. No. You're never a finished product. No. The guy who thinks he knows everything knows nothing because yeah. you stop learning. If you yeah. stop learning, you just stuck with the same information. Um, well, you coach others as well, don't you? So actually, I suppose if you believed that you were the finished article you probably have a lack of empathy for what other people need and want I think it's the lived experiences that give us as therapists or coaches or mentors the ability to truly connect with people so I'm kind of glad you said that because that is important you have to feel the pain and have the experiences and be willing to learn in order to teach in my experience you can't teach anyone or coach anyone if you're not willing to learn yourself you have to have that in some way, shape, or form in your life. So um, when you're coaching others then, let me ask you this question, because I think this is quite interesting. Um, so to put that in perspective, you coach, is it, what do you coach? Is it calisthenics or is it all round? Uh, all round. So some people come to me for fitness, health, calisthenics, weights, like strength. So each individual needs something different. Mm -hmm. And the job, first of all, is to find out whether we're going to be compatible. Um, I have one woman who literally pays me to every single time she feels like binge eating, she sends me a text message and I'll give her a call. Really? Yeah. Um, that's interesting. 
not well, one size not one size fits all does it so it's like what do you need do i feel i can provide that for you if i can provide it for you then we can work together the likes of instagram social media different platforms they give you an ability to be honest speak your mind be your authentic self and then naturally people will be attracted to you who can relate to situations you're talking about or a situation you may have overcome in the past yeah and they then want to know how to get over that situation and sometimes that's not doable in a, in a sentence no. and i think sometimes people want it to be doable in a sentence how do you stay so positive Mm, that's taken years. Yeah. That, that's not something like I couldn't put that in a paragraph for you. I can, however, coach you mm. on how to become that way. Mm -hmm. But that's going to take a series of, that's going to take time. That's not just going to be an overnight thing. I, I, can, I can probably give you a sentence or a quote right now that's going to motivate you temporarily, but it's not going to change your life. No, no, it, it is about build. You said something about patterns earlier. Mm. I think it was in relation to erectile dysfunction, maybe, but you're talking about patterns and that's about, we, we, we know this, but it's about neuroplasticity, really. It's about repeat, 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 repetitions, recognition, neurons that fire together, wire together, all that jazz. Um, neurogenesis is where we are able to produce lots and lots of lovely neurons to connect. And we have to be in a, a, a relaxed state of mind, really, in order to be able to produce plentiful neurons to fire and wire. So you'll find uh, with lots of people, especially if they're in a state of stress when they come to you or come to people like me, is that they have to build the trust with you in order to relax, in order to do the the coaching or the hypnotherapy or the EMDR or psychotherapy. And then they start to see the results. But that can take a little while in itself, can't it, to trust you. So what's the biggest, in your line of work, what's the biggest um, hurdle that you have working with people that, that maybe don't understand what's going to be ahead of them? Because... You are quite multifaceted, aren't you? I would say, uh, to sum it up, would be the breaking of societal habits. Yeah. Breaking down things, learnt behaviours, learnt patterns, learnt habits, learnt daily procedures that have probably been passed down from parent to parent to generation to generation, which have been influenced by the TV, by the media, yeah. without sounding like a tinfoil hat, but it is true. Like everything that you watch on your telly, it's designed to influence you to go buy that product or to think this way. Or, um, And again, let's not go too, too far down that road because we can end up in some different places. But I think societal built habits are some of the hardest things to get over as barriers. Like, um, for example, I had a client not long ago, and this was a health and fitness client. This is somebody who wants to lose some weight, wants to feel better, um, to try and beat depression, try and beat anxiety. But they refused to not have bran flakes in the morning. Um, and I wouldn't budge on that. Mm. And some coaches might not agree with me. They're like, well, you can build brand flake. No, you just want that person's money. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? You just want that person's business. Mm. So you're going to let them do what they want and believe a certain thing. Whereas I'm like, it's not even about the brand flakes now. Now it's about your mind and mm. how you're not willing to move that for that. You're not willing to move that daily pleasure for a greater goal, for a greater good. So now, even if the bran flake was the healthiest food in the world, I'm still going to take that away. Yeah. That sounds bad, but it's not meant to be bad. It's about, it's about, you want change in your life. Okay, show me you can change. Mm. Let's just move it. Do you know what? You can have them. Let's have them at five o'clock. 
So why do you think, because that's obviously a control thing for that person. Absolutely. And a comfort as well, because obviously they've believed something enough about that particular food that that's been something that they've lent on as a belief system that if I eat these bran flakes, I'm going to be healthy, I'm going to lose weight, whatever it is. And it's so comfortable, yeah. that belief system. So what you're saying is even if it's something that seems seemingly insignificant, like a bowl of cereal, that tells you a lot about what's going on in that person's head. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so you're and looking that's at That's what those, you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that for me is exactly what I look for. Yeah. One of the one of the one of my favorite things, the coach is perspective. Mm. And it sounds like such a bland subject. And it's like, how can you coach perspective? Mm. And it's like, let's have a conversation and we'll find out what perspective I can change. And what <laughs> it's difficult because there's 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 certain lines and boundaries that can be crossed and some some that you don't really need to cross and some that shouldn't be crossed. Yeah. Um, when it comes to perspective. Mm -hmm. Like some people don't even want change or want to be helped no you're right and sometimes it's quite hard to not go you sh that's that's their learn safety mechanism yeah learn helplessness or it could just be a learn avoidance tactic that's actually served them well at some point in their life so avoiding or staying the same has been a protector part coming forward and going you don't need to do that stay where you are it's like stay in the cave where, yeah. where there's no grizzly bears, they can't get in there. And even if someone's unhappy, that survival instinct, which is very, very deeply ingrained, is stronger than the desire to change. So how do you flip that in someone? I mean, I know how I do it in therapy, but as a coach, it's a slightly, as you talk about perspective, it's a slightly different perspective. How do you shift that? Because we were talking earlier, weren't we, about my exercise, and I was saying uh, there's, a, there's a point where I know I can do something, but I don't want to. <laughs> and, and, and he's trying to get I remember it well <laughs> <Yeah>. he's <laughs> told me off a lot today Because I'll tell you why he's told me off because he said he's going to throw me in some cold water and I just said hilarious do you know how we were trying to move away from me being aggressive <laughs> assertive Matthew assertive <laughs> he's told me he's going to throw me in some water <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I told you to stop making excuses. Yes, you did. Like, yeah. Um, and you, you said you said I was a shit therapist. <laughs> yeah, said, said that a few times. Actually, yeah. um, no, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. But I, but I, I <laughs> I'm not. I am not shit. She's not a shit therapist. <laughs> she just makes excuses. But it wasn't excuses. It was reasons. Yeah, it was reasons which are excuses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the brand flakes girl, just for clarity, mm, just in case. Um, mm. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> brand flakes represent something here. It's like... not about the brand flakes. <laughs> That's true. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. <laughs> the brand flake is the metaphor. <laughs> what a quote. Your um, What were your brand flakes? Your brand flakes were... Uh excuses they weren't but they were that's why you're laughing no that's why okay. you just rolled your eyes okay that's, so you didn't even roll them you did a full circle with them yeah I did. That, that was the circle of yes matt you're right <laughs> actually there is some truth like i will admit i'm quite hopeful and i think it's important to admit i like to exercise the way i want to exercise do i always get the results that i want to get no do i always um keep doing what I'm I feel I enjoy yes so I feel like enjoyment is one thing because I think what I feel about exercise is if I don't enjoy it I'm not going to do it simple as so I'd rather enjoy something <clears throat> and have less of a structure 
or less of a kind of, you know, you do this, this and this and this. I'd rather enjoy it than have that and not want to do it. And I think that is a control thing. So if someone starts telling me what I've got to do, I'll, I'll stop enjoying it. If I feel in control of my process, I'll do it. But maybe there's room for improvement there because I'm never going to get those. And I, I went through a long time wanting that um, perfect Instagram body. I don't now because I, I don't really see where the value is for me personally. If I'm going to go on Instagram and show off my body to everybody, which I wouldn't do, then there's value in getting that body. But if I'm not, then I haven't really got the motivation to try those specific techniques you're very different though because I think you you're we were talking about this earlier you're somebody that really wants to push yourself to be almost like the the more primitive version of yourself so Mm. that's your motivation you love that you enjoy that so much so where I would say yes I'm definitely a comfort zone kind of exerciser but that suits me perhaps at this point in my life whereas you are definitely more like you're going to be rock climbing jumping from those rocks into the, you know, the rock ball. <laughs> into then, the ice. Into the ice. <laughs> then you're going to go and for ride it. the dolphin out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> and then you're going to, <laughs> then you're going to. It was to... meant to be a, my story there, Ella. <laughs> Let me ride the dolphin. <laughs> you do that. You ride that dolphin. But then you'll do something stupid like. Can you just say that again? <laughs> <laughs> then you'll do something stupid like go for a 10 mile run. Then you'll do about 20 million squats. Then you'll throw some rocks around and you enjoy it. Yeah, but as I was saying earlier off camera is that's been very, very recent that I feel like I have kind of stepped back from society a little bit. Yeah. Um, it almost sounds like a cliche and it's not that I find it difficult to talk about, but it is very true. You, I get I personally get sick of it. I get sick of seeing the same thing pop up on my Instagram feed. Yeah. I get sick of seeing the same. But then again, I think, well, is that because what I post about and because what I talk about and what I search for, obviously my algorithm is then designed to show me those things. Is that why I'm sick of it? Um, there, could be, there could only be 10 people in the world talking about it, but all 10 of them are on repeat on my stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it has definitely in more recent years, in more recent time, become very primitive. It's like stripping stuff back. Mm. And I think like we were talking before, like the first couple of years of a child's life, it's learning how to walk and talk and the rest of it's telling it to sit down and shut up. Yeah. Right. And I think that there, you are conditioned a certain way by society to think a certain way, to breathe a certain way, to walk a certain way, to talk a certain way. Please make sure you put your knife and your fork together at the end of that meal and do not rock on your chair. Mm. Right. Fuck off. Yeah. That's all I've got to say. Like, absolutely not. No. Like, at the end of the day, there was a point in life. Yes, all right. You can still be civilized. You still can um, go out and be a part of society. But I think some of, I think it needs stripping back a bit. I do genuinely believe that everyone would be a lot happier, less depressed, less anxious if we spent more time where you're hardwired to be. Outside. Outside. Yeah. In nature. Yeah. In the trees, yeah. around the mud. Take your shoes and socks off. Yeah. Like, go and... Like, Feel it. I have got one foot in the spiritual world and one foot in the modern world. Mm. And that's where I'll always be. Mm-hmm. And I know I know, there's nothing because people have tried a thousand times to push me into the world of crystals. Mm. And going over to that other side where it's like something that I'm either not ready to receive or I don't want to. Yeah. Like, which is okay. Everybody mm. can... Do what you need to do, what benefits you. Um, and that that one foot 
on either side keeps me keeps me grounded enough to be able to go, okay, right, I'm going to go and train like that today in the woods. I'm going to take my shoes and socks off. There could be a demagnetization thing going on where I'm releasing some stuff out of my body into the earth. Yeah. Or I could just feel better because I've got no shoes and socks on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what it is really that's making me feel better. But I know personally from having tried and tested it, when I take my shoes and socks off and I go and walk the dogs in the grass, in the fields, when I get back, I do feel a lot calmer mm. than if I'd walked it in my shoes. Do you know when I was a kid, you saying that, I've probably said this a few times now, maybe on this very podcast, I don't know, but I used to love, love two things. One was looking at caterpillars and picking them up and putting them in a jar and then letting them go. I thought you said you were going to eat them then. No. Well, I, I, was going. I was getting suggestive. <laughs> I was like, no. I'd never eat a caterpillar. I love them too much. I want them to turn into butterflies. Definitely cook them. <laughs> yeah. I oh, know. Don't do that. I've never done it. Um, <laughs> I did that when I was younger. <laughs> it was, no, I didn't. I, I gave you a look there as if to say, are you okay? I've never cooked a caterpillar. <laughs> Good. I'm really happy to hear no, that. I haven't. I know. I know. I'm glad that you clarified that though, <laughs> just for the record. Um, but I also used to love making mud pies. That was my favourite thing in the whole world. And collecting petals and making perfume, which never actually is about Ooh, anything. I used to do that. Did you? Yeah, we did as kids. Yeah, but it didn't. No, No, it just looks like... Pretty sure I tried selling it at school as well. Did anyone yeah, buy it? I think the occasional teacher to make me feel better about my Aww. life. Do you know what I mean? 50p little bottle. Um, do you know what else I used to do as well? I used to put flowers in books. And press them. Press them. Leave them in the book and then never get them out the book again because I forgot about it. Because my little ADHD amazing brain just <laughs> fucked right off away from the fact that there's a flower in a book. <laughs> Actually, speaking of ADHD, that's an interesting one. You got expelled at school, didn't you? Primary school. I did, yeah. And that was because you wasn't doing what you were supposed to do. Um, yeah. So in I was quite. Of- I was very disruptive in primary. Um, Saint George's Primary School, New Mills. Um, I can't actually remember what year I was in. Uh, was I 10? I don't know. I can't remember. It was it was 8, 9 or 10. But yeah, I was. Uh, I don't think I was actually fully expelled, but it got to the point where it was like, look, we can't deal with him anymore. Brought my mum in. Um, they just didn't know how to deal with me. It's like, if you left me alone for too long, I was just disruptive. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I remember that I stamped on, I used to like take the, and it wasn't like hurting people. It wasn't, I just used to like find stuff fascinating. So I would like, okay, we're in a classroom. Teacher's clearly not here. I'm going to entertain myself. So it's like, you know, sharpeners. Yeah. I was like, I took the blade out of a sharpener once. And it's like, it's not like I'm going around like bloody cutting people up. You want to see I, how it works. Yeah. And I was cutting the pencil case. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I'll be like, all right, fuck now. I don't hold the pencils anymore. But, <laughs> yeah, like, I've got a hole in Yeah, case. I've got a hole in my pencil case. But <laughs> um, I just found stuff fascinating. Do you know what I mean? I'm mm. like, I wonder what happens if I swallow this 20p. <laughs> did you do that? I did, yeah. Did it come back out? It did. <laughs> Slot machine, Matthew. Pretty sure I spent it. Um, (laughs) there was an occasion actually which I very specifically remember I think I'd swallowed a 20p at school and um, I think me and my mum fished it out and I definitely got 10 fruit salads and 10 blackjacks I love a blackjack yeah but that's a whole different thing I don't I don't um, I don't know if Betty's still around but I do apologise for that 20p Betty (laughs) you watching Betty's just had a mild heart attack yeah 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 (laughs) if she was still around she's not now (laughs) Uh, yeah no I do Uh, but yeah I was I was was quite I didn't feel like I was disruptive I was was just doing me I was just 
bit all over the place. So anyway, I got moved into, well, my mum moved me to another school. Um, but again, one thing, I mean, I put this on an Instagram. Uh, I can't remember if it was a story or a post not long ago. But one of the things there, so as, as a kid, as an adult now looking back and wanting to understand yourself and wanting to understand human psychology, how childhood can affect adulthood and how we're all going through these progressive journeys and that's going to have an effect on that and that's going to have an effect on that. Looking back at this situation and analyzing it from an adult perspective, here is a young child who is now looking at a man, the the head teacher of this school. In fact, I think he was a deputy head. He was definitely bullied at school either way. I can remember <laughs> yeah. him. Do you know what I mean? Weird yeah. guy. Um, I'm not even going to say his name. It doesn't deserve the mention. Uh, but this guy resented me. He full on resented me. He couldn't stand me. So as a, as a young kid, I'm just being a kid. I'm just trying to get on with my life and That's do horrible. what I'm doing at school. But this, this this guy clearly don't like me to the point where I have to move schools to That's another to nice. another school. Do you know what I mean? So obviously, it don't bother me now. I don't care. And if that happened to somebody else, I'd be like, oh, whatever. Do you know what I mean? But thinking back, okay, yeah, cool. Is that going to affect my relationship with men in the future? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. of course it is. Yeah. Um, and then I went to the new school. Within two weeks, they pulled my mum in and they said, we figured him out. We just need to make sure that when he finishes that task, we've got something else lined up. So if, they were, if I was doing a jigsaw, they'd need another jigsaw or something else lined up ready for when I'd finished that because my brain was just going and going and going and going and going and it constantly needed something to do. It reminds me of the Jim Carrey thing because he's got ADHD and he said that there was a teacher that he had that seemed to understand him and understand the uh, the, the need of, of, of him. And, and because he wouldn't listen in the lessons, this teacher said to him, look, if you just sit over there and be quiet and plan a performance for the end of the lesson and you 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 can be quiet and you can do it without disrupting everybody else, I'm going to let you put on that performance at the end of every lesson. So he understood, and look at Jim Carrey now, he understood if I give this boy well, what he needs, I mean, okay, he's slightly gone... But do you know what? It's a great thing. I'm not saying, yeah. thing, but I'm saying he's not really an actor anymore, is he? No, he's gone on the a performance thing is now taking him on a very spiritual. Yes, path. it has. Yeah, I agree with 90 percent of the stuff he says. By the man, oh, so do I. But the the point being is that that brain was never going to be able to sit down and concentrate like no. those other kids in the same way that you're saying you always needed some sort of stimulation. I don't know how far you're allowed to go on the internet anymore without being bloody cancelled, but I don't believe that. You're not designed to be in a classroom. No, I agree. You're not designed to be sat there. That is exactly what moulding is. Yeah. That is what it is. Like you are, and it's not even a tinfoil hat thing. The best thing I think about today and the internet and having access to it now is the fact that it's no longer a tinfoil hat theory. Mm. People are starting to wake up to the fact that actually that's a reality. We're not meant to be that way. We're not designed for that. We're not designed to be. Some people are like, oh, I've got ADHD because I can't stare at a laptop for more than 15 minutes. No, mate, it's not ADHD. You're not just not designed to stare at a laptop for more than 15 minutes. Do you feel like you get distracted? Of course you fucking get distracted. Because it's boring. Like TikTok's diagnosing everybody with ADHD now. It's dangerous. It is very dangerous because like, they know what they're doing as well. It's trigger points. It's like fucking uh, astrological star signs. Oh my God, that's so relatable. (laughs) Of course it's relatable. (laughs) It's frigging designed to be relatable. So you double tap it. Yeah. Like that's what it is. And it's like, oh, anyway, because I do find that frustrating. Yeah. I do find the increasing number of people that go, oh, I've got ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone thinks they've got ADHD. What it is, is like exactly what you say. If you're trying to stare at something for any length of time and it's not stimulating you, you will be distracted. Mm. And that's at school. That's on on the internet, and 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 actually, if you've got the option to scroll, you probably will because if it's not captured your attention, it's not your 
flavor, it's not your thing, then you're going to scroll. It doesn't mean you don't have attention span. I think it's more apparent when somebody has emotional dysregulation as well. When somebody has lots of inflammation in their body, they might struggle to sleep. They might struggle to be able to focus on small tasks like they'll start cooking the dinner and then you know, the doorbell rings and they're there for so long that now the house is on fire because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they've genuinely forgotten. Yeah. And then there's moments of hyper-focus where they're so, I know we mentioned your obsessions earlier, but where they're so obsessed with something, they get lost in it for a long period of time and then it's gone, done. I'm moving on to the next thing. So that it's our, there's a massive spectrum of ADHD. And it, as you say, it's not something you can just diagnose yourself with. Interesting fact about ADHD. Well, I say fact, it's... um. It's something that, because I, I don't really speak about it too much because I don't really like to associate with it. Not mm. because I think it's embarrassing, but because right now there is so much of it going around that, do you know what? I don't really want to be, I know who I am. Yeah. I do work on my own brain mm. and I know what's good for me. Mm. And do you know what? If somebody comes along who I think, oh, actually, they need a bit of that, I'll try and help them. Yeah. But I don't want to be the guy sat on my Instagram constantly talking about it. No. Because it's just like, I feel like, mm, Well, you're multifaceted. Even if you're doing it for the right reasons, it still feels like you're just putting clickbait in front of people. It so does. I just mention it on an occasional basis. And then I get a few people reach out and I get a few people this, that, and the other. And like, oh, my son is currently struggling in school and this, mm. that, and the other. And I'm just like, okay, what do you have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Because mm. there was a study done not long ago. I know. With the ADD. Yeah. And how the diet changed yeah. it. 90, yeah. 90% of kids came back without ADD after a 30-day period on a different diet. Which is a, a troubling statistic, Massive. isn't it? Massive. Troubling. And, that, and that's where we're saying about the modern day, the way we eat, the way we move, the way we sit at laptops all day long, the way that we are conditioned now to because of these apps to scroll. You know, it makes you want to scroll. So there's all these different things where our brain is being trained a certain way the nutrition isn't as good the, the lifestyles aren't as outdoors and natural so of course that's going to change the brain i can't remember the exact figures but isn't it something like three seconds the average yeah. attention span now yeah yeah which is is that what it is yes my brain. I, I, it's something like that it's between three and seven i think yeah um but the average attention span now is is that low that's why if you've noticed if you used to put a video on instagram it was always like a minute yeah then it went to 30 seconds, 30 seconds now yeah. there's 15 seconds now yeah. the advice for marketing on instagram is make a reel between six and seven seconds i don't i go against like, what that. the fuck are you gonna do next yeah. you go, i i know <laughs> hey hey <laughs> who's matt murray saying hey <laughs> Legit, click <laughs> fucking hell it's picture crazy with a, picture with a red flag I work a lot of energy. I work a lot of energy and vibration. Again, if you spoke to me five, six or seven years ago and you said, you know, one day you're going to be that guy who mentions energy and vibrations, I'd be like, sure, Would mate. you have vomited in your yeah, mouth? Yeah, I'd be like, sure, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. I mean, I'm now that older person where I'm like, oh, fuck, I get it. And a lot of people have tuned out of intuition and I should tell you why. Because they've been told to. Don't take sweets off strangers. But what we're not doing is allowing that child to go, actually, that's Doris from across the road. I've never spoken to her, but I think she's kind. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all the same oh, rule. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Doris across the road, she's a kind lady. I can tell she's kind. So I'm, I'm, I would like a polo, thank you. But that of course it's a polo. It's a polo. Or a Werther's. <laughs> yeah, one of the two. Not a fucking chewable one, because there goes the teeth. <laughs> it's got to be suckable. Suckable. Um, and then there's the dirty old man on the bench. 
Yeah. He doesn't look safe. So we're, we're not allowing kids. And, and you mentioned school and education system. We're not actually allowing them to have an opinion. We're not, and I've got a 15-year-old and I fight the fight all the time for her. But I also have lots of teenage children that are in secondary schools that are massively, massively controlled and manipulated. It's all about wearing a blazer, don't have bangles on, do not have piercings, don't colour your hair. Yeah. All this stuff that's not <clears throat> important. My brother actually told me that like nowadays, you're not allowed like a skin fade at school. No. You're not allowed anything less than a number two. That's yeah. the military. Yeah, it that is. That is not the school. I that you, is a military. Let me tell you this. this the will, fuck is that? Let, this will blow your mind. So at the school my daughter goes to, their toilets are without walls. They're just cubicles in the middle of a, cor- well, in the middle of an open space, no walls. And... Is that so they can't smoke in the toilet? It probably is. But get this, those cubicles are locked and they have to queue up like a prison. They have to do roll call in the morning, which is what you do in the military and in prisons. My yeah. kids aren't going to school. My, no. I'm telling you now, when I have children, which is, by the way, something that I want. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief about me being a, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, you I do. I want a family. Yeah, you do. Um, but yeah, when I... When I have kids, they won't be going to the public school system. No, no, no. They no. also won't be going to a private school system because no. I don't trust them either. I'll tell you what you've got now, and I only know this because I was concerned for a little while about my daughter, but she, she'd she already been at school and made friends and she didn't want to do this in the end. I wanted to do digital schools, which is where they do all of their learning online, but they also get to meet up. So there'll be like a really small group of them. They'll go out and, you know, go outside and play and travel together and they do these really cool things like you can go to Rome, Germany, all these really cool places. So their school trips don't cost £2,000 to go to, I don't know, Butlins or, you know, France or whatever. They'll have these really cool holidays and the kids go together, but they do all the learning online and they chat. And it's really cool. And it's much, much cheaper than private education. They're getting even more one-on-one and children can pick and choose what they want to do. And I'm like, that's how it should be. And, And for me... The reason that that works is because we do live in a digital age. So they've got the digital thing going on, but they're also going to have time to choose what they want to do. They're also going to have time with other kids their age that are also of the same mindset. And like I say, it's reasonably, uh, I wouldn't say cheap, but it's certainly not as much as a private school. And actually, we do not need the. So I said this in the last podcast, I think, but I'm going to say it again for those that didn't listen to that one. Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Yep. He wrote that in 1928. Yeah. And in 1928, he was referencing Henry Ford and all these entrepreneurs and how you can you sort of use your mind differently. And he said then the education system is outdated in 1928 and we're still using pretty much the same format. Why do you have tattoos on your face? Oh, do we have to? Yeah. Do we? Well, I... Can you imagine? Sorry, but can you imagine? How many times I get asked? This I know. Question I don't care. Life. I don't care. I'm do you know what I'm going to do? It. I'm going to give you the exact same response. <laughs> Why don't you have tattoos on your face? Um, I do actually. <laughs> your eyebrows <laughs> tattooed? Well, they were. They need to be redone. <laughs> so actually, I do decoration. Isn't decoration. It? Yeah. Um, I think the first ta- the first couple that I got on my face was a. I know that I'm going to be tattooed. I know that I'm never going to work for a corporate system. Like, I know that that's not my thing. I'm always going to be self-employed. I'm always going to work for myself. Regardless of what I'm doing, I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think I got my neck done. And then the comments were like, oh, don't go any higher than that. Because if you go any higher than that, you'll never get a job. (laughs) I'm like... So you were like, okay. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Here I go. (laughs) 
<laughs> going all I the way I literally rang my mate Dino. He's got a studio in Bradford, Three Angels Tattoo Studio. And then um, I rang him up and I was like, Dean, I remember where I were at the time as well. And um, I was teaching barbering. That's, I remember it, right? So I was teaching barbering. Um, the Barber Academy doesn't exist anymore, but it was in Bradford. And I had a student with me who's now still a very good friend, a guy called Joe. He's ex-military. Do you know what I mean? He's a, he's a, he's a man's man. Do you know what I mean? He's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a Harley Davidson truck driving, get the fuck out of my way kind of guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, At the time where we were both at in life, if we walked down the road, in fact, I've got pictures on my Instagram and it's like, yeah, all right, let's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, Joe had a couple of tattoos on his face and I was like, I really fucking like that. Do you know what I mean? And there was this kind of like, mm, should I, shouldn't I? I was like, why the fuck not? Mm. That's what I want to do. Mm. So I rang Dino because the, the studio weren't too far away. I was like, Dino, you free? He's like, yeah, mate, come up. Yeah. And I was like, set that needle up. We're going on the face. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was just so addictive. Yeah. No other tattoo cured the itch like getting my face tattooed. Do you um, know why I asked the question? Why? Um, I know a lot of people with tattoos on their faces. So I know, I know. I've, Do you attract a certain type? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all heavily tattooed faces. And I'll tell you why I asked the question, because there was a little while ago that I was uh, reading an article about a lady who's from New Zealand and the native New Zealanders have tribal markings on their faces. Yeah, yeah. And she had, she's a newsreader in New Zealand and she had one on her chin. And there was all this uproar. First of all, she's native New Zealand, so back off. She can do what she wants. She was there first. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, second yeah. of all, those tribal markings mean a lot to those people. There's lots of spiritual meanings to them. And, you know, it's in their, their family history and whatever else. And, and there was people that were white complaining about these tribal markings on her chin because she was a newsreader. And she did this whole article about it. And it was fascinating because often, look at Mike Tyson and some of the, the Kiwis that have the uh, the rugby players and all of these. There's so much to their story and there's so much more behind the tattoo than what you think. And that's why I asked the question because each person's got their own reasons for having one. And I do believe that we judge people within the first seven seconds or something like that. I think that's a, a, a clinical fact or something like that. Yeah. And so I feel... Which I also think that we've been... Told. Told to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're, if you're looking at someone and they've got a tattoo on their face and your perception of them is ABC, whatever it is, that oh, you can't work here, my friend, because you've got tattoos on your face. Then who's got the problem here? You know, is it the person that won't give you a job because you've got a tattoo on your on your face? When actually they don't know why you've got a tattoo on your face. There could be a whole multitude of very interesting reasons. Which, if you think about education, I learned something about these tribal markings when I was reading that article, which I would never have learned in school. Yeah. So actually. I always say, listen to people, ask the question, which is why I said I don't care how many times you've been asked, I'm going to ask. Ask the question, find out, don't make the judgment. I think it only became, prior to being on the telly, yeah. that question wasn't a problem. And yeah. it's not actually a problem with you no. asking it. I'm no. happy to answer anything <laughs> no. you ask me, do you know, I know. what I mean? Um, but, oh, Jesus Christ, after you've been on national TV. Yeah. Like, why have you got tattoos on your face, mate? <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. drew on you? <laughs> <laughs> was it your nana you're, you're super original yeah, <laughs> your fucking sense of humor is insane yeah <laughs> i'm not judgmental but i am in the moments yeah um yeah I, ju- I am i am because i'm just like oh fucking what a stupid question yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. not a stupid question on why did you get your face tattoo no, but the reason for asking the, it but the shit humor that they try and portray out from it like, yeah. and the thing is these people probably think they're genuinely being original 
which is a worry. That's scary. Yeah, that, that is, is scary. really scary. Do you know what I mean? Like one of my favorite ones I ever heard, and I use it myself because it actually made me laugh, is that you look like you fell asleep on a newspaper. Right. I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually personally found that really funny because before I got the, the scratch work over that tattoo and a couple what of other bits. What was there underneath? It was like, um, it was a, it looked like a Wi-Fi symbol. Right. But it was, to be honest with you, I think I wanted the rose, but then everything had been very punctual. I'd got mm. two at the same time each time. And I was like, right, I need something on that cheek. I'm pretty certain we just Googled some stuff. And I was like, that one. <laughs> like, I was like, but it's your face. And I'm like, it's not your face. Calm yeah. down. Do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. chill out, Sarah. I put a post out about this. And it was the picture of me and my mum that I put on yesterday or the day before yeah. on my Instagram post. And uh, I just had a really nice time with my mum. And I put this picture up anyway. And then somebody decided to comment on it saying, bet she didn't raise you to be a player though. And I was like, right, hang on a minute. A player would be dating multiple people, coincid- like co- coinciding with each other without them knowing about each other. Mm. Um, and just like kind of like running them off against each other and whatever. Do you know what I mean? Playing the field, playing yeah. the game. Yeah. And uh, I think there's a very big difference in life that if you do not want a relationship and you are not currently at a position in your life, which I'm not quite sure where I'm at at the minute. Mm. I mean, I did a couple of weeks ago, I would have told you a different story. Yeah. I genuinely was at a position where I was just like, you know, I've just had relationships. I've just done that on TV. Yeah. Then I've just been with somebody else. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I just want to be alone for a little bit. Yeah. If that so means that I want casual sex with no emotions, I am fucking allowed to do that You're entitled. as long as i am being honest truthful and yeah. open with the person in front of me so they know exactly what they're entering mm-hmm. i'm allowed to do that it's a very interesting subject and i said to you earlier tonight about a book that i recommended and i'm going to mm. say it now it's called sex at dawn by dr christopher ryan it's a really really interesting book whether you agree with everything in the book or not it doesn't really matter i think actually when it comes to sexual behavior and relationships and dating and polyamory and monogamy and all those different things. Um, it's a really good read. And and the reason I I like to explore the psychosexual side of human nature is because, and I've said it on probably every podcast now, but you know, the things we don't talk about are bowel, sex, and death. And they're the three things mm. that we should be talking about. What? Bowels. Bowels. Yeah, as in uh, okay. your bowel. Yeah. Sex yeah. and death. I talk about the last two quite a quite lot. Quite a lot, yeah. I mean, I, I talk about bowels quite a lot because I know a lot of people that are in that. You know, you met Tracy earlier. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I did meet Tracy, You yeah. did. Tra- lovely she tried Tracy. tried to clean me out. She did try to clean you out and <laughs> she wanted your picture as well, didn't she? Yeah, she did, And yeah. she got it. At least she didn't get a picture of me cleaning me out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that could be taken one of two ways. Stop touching me, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, bless her. She's uh, you and Sarah can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy's phenomenal. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Yeah, she's just she got, seems really lovely. She's she lovely. seems really down to earth. She's as well. very down to like, earth. Like instantly, I got that vibe. Yeah, like yeah. instantly, like yeah. the, uh, the just instant fluid banter, fluid yeah. conversation, yeah. fluid laughter. And it's yeah. just like. That's, think, that's the Northampton Clinic for you, though. Just a bit of a plug there. My yeah. clinic, the Northampton Clinic. We are we are a fairly down to earth group of people, but I think people think of therapy and medical stuff as like clinical and boring and stuff. Actually, here there's a real nice vibe, and it's a old Victorian house, and it's it's not like going into hospital. It's, it's it is a nice little feeling here. You don't feel like you're in a medical environment, do you? No, definitely no, not. No, no, no. There is. There, I mean, there's certain aspects where it seems professional and medical. Yeah. Like, which it needs to be. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't like the straight jackets on the way in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's got nothing to do with the medical practices. That's something entirely different. <laughs> Joking. Don't say that in my headphones. 
out of the headphones, that would have been okay. Do you know what I mean? In the headphones, it's not. It changes things. You're very sensitive in your ears, aren't you? Yeah, I feel like I didn't realise it until today. Yeah. You're going to be walking around with headphones on all the time now. (laughs) (laughs) But you can do that with microphones. You can change. For some reason, it just changes. It picks up on all those different um, I feel like. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like I need to experience sex with headphones and microphones. Really? Yeah, this is a thing that I've just kind of... Maybe that's what I mean, doing. I don't know how it'd work, because you'd be like holding the microphone with your headphones on. It's a lot of Unless wires, you had, isn't there? I, I did a podcast for someone else, and they had the microphone attached to the headphones. Yeah, I feel like I'd look like I'm playing Xbox 360. Well, that might be what some people want oh of course it's obviously, yeah you know. it's not a judgment thing no. <laughs> i just personally would feel more like i was playing a computer you'd forget game. they were on i mean you've been in front of cameras you know that you forget that they're on <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> when you were on the telly <laughs> no i mean and what, do you know what actually i never forgot they were on because they always used to want me to take my chains off oh right. and because these actually hold a significant value to me i bought them for myself yeah but i know why i've bought them and i know what i want them for yeah these are <laughs> I feel like we lose a lot of traditions and yeah. we lose a lot of passing things down. Like it doesn't really happen anymore, does it? It's all no. about money. Yeah. It's all about, oh, what did my parents leave me? Money. Yes. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. what, what did you get in the will? Money. Mm. What percentage of the house was yours? What percentage of... I wanted something which I really loved to the point that, do you know what? If you ever see me on TV, if you ever see me on a picture, if you ever see me on anything like that, these are going to be on, mm. right? These are always going to be on that picture, that podcast, Everything that you see, these chains will be a part of me. The same with my rings, the same with my jewellery. And even when I have children, I want to be able to, the day I die, I want these to be little things. So every picture they see of their father, mm. they, have, they have always got wow. that image of that jewellery that they're now holding in their hand. So that's so, this is what I mean about you. You know, I said at the very, very beginning about, do you think you're doing a lot of what you're doing now to pre- prepare yourself for what happens next with your mum? Mm. And you're like, I've never really thought about it like that. But actually what you've just said there, it goes even further than that because you're thinking about what happens when you die and oh, your own God, family. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they were trying to stick, they were like, oh, can you just take the big one off or take the little one off so they're not clanging together? And I was like, look, they're heavy enough not to clang together and yeah. I'm not taking them off. Yeah, like, you. you have to stick the microphone somewhere else. I'm not yeah. doing it, I'm not taking them off. Yeah. Um, at first it was a bad thing but then I knew where to stick the mic so nobody had to mic me up anymore I was yeah. like give me the mic and I knew <laughs> yeah. to put it in between that chain so there was no rustling and if there was I'm sorry but yeah. I just have to cut it out yeah. you've got all that technology stop it rustling <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean get, the voice, get your get sound them, guy yeah, yeah. get your yeah. fucking Mac out kid. yeah <laughs> <laughs> do your magic come on you little wizard <laughs> uh, we were talking a little bit about before we started about things like OnlyFans weren't we bloody hell I've had some right offers on Instagram yeah yeah I've definitely had different things come through this one was very recent somebody reaches out on my uh online coaching um client form mm-hmm. filled it in quite authentically actually messaged them on my whatsapp business number long story short it turns into I want you to wrestle a guy for a grand in baby oil <laughs> I was like okay okay <laughs> when does anybody where? get hurt <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's that kind of wrestling no well anyway I mean it's been an interesting conversation but you know yeah so you're not doing it but you sometimes I just find it I'm really curious about how somebody's brain's ticking behind it mm. do you know what I mean well, what are you looking for yeah. how honest are you willing to be about what you're looking for yeah like why, why have you reached out for this do you yes. know what I mean 
Yes. Um, it's like the whole dirty underwear thing. People buy people's dirty underwear. I know. And don't they realize that a lot of the girls that are selling it are just using flour and water? Yeah. I'm, if I was a woman, I wouldn't be because I'd be like, I'm fucking more for you, pal. Do you know what I mean? If I've been wearing those all week to the gym, like, I mean. Hopefully not the same pair. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that would that's, be a problem. That's a problem, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it on somebody's thing the other day. She was giving some t-shirts away. And she's like, to be honest with you, I'm really surprised that I've not received any messages saying, oh, can you like ride your mountain bike in that for a week? And wow. then, and now, no, because she's a mountain biker. Oh, I see. Not just randomly jump on your mountain bike. You know what I mean? That's a weird Can you go to decathlon, buy a mountain bike, ride that, send me the t shirt, I'll give you 100 quid. <laughs> I think the mountain bike is going to cost a bit more than 100 quid, pal. <laughs> yeah. How about you buy the fucking mountain bike? Oh, um, but yeah. yeah, so you do get weird offers, especially obviously coming off telly. Yeah. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, going back to telly thing, that you, you had a little while there where you weren't okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was kind of the, I suppose a lot of people are going to be intrigued as to the whole reality TV thing. What was the worst thing about, about I know it's positive now, but what was the worst thing about coming off the back of that? The worst thing coming off the back was probably when social media goes off initially social media seems like a really, really good place to be. Mm. And all these thousands of people start following you, sending you messages, commenting, this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay, I can see how that can become a problem. Yeah. I can see how that can become, and I mean, it depends how self-aware you are. Yeah. Um, and again, I've learned so much about myself in the past 12 months because as self-aware as you may think you are, life's still going to teach you some lessons. Always. You've still got stuff to learn. Right? Yeah. And if you're open to learn it, you'll learn it. Yeah. And if you're not, then it'll just be painful. Mm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. You'll, just yeah. get the, you'll get the pain and no lesson. Yeah. But if you're looking for the lesson, then you're like, okay, I can see why this is happening. And even if you can't at the time, a time will pass and you'll go, oh, I get it. Uh, and that was one of those moments. There was a period of, it was only around three weeks, but because when um, the whole thing happened and the whole controversial telly moment happened. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of messages like, you adulterer, you this, that. And I'm like, mm, did you see any dogs at my wedding? Yeah. No. Therefore, it wasn't a real wedding. Yeah. Everyone needs to calm down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why, like, why, just for context, for people that don't know you, why has there got to be dogs at your wedding? Because I've got three dogs. Yeah. I just Start wanted on. to make sure that yeah. was, <laughs> was some weird thing that everyone yeah. else... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, anyone with dogs who doesn't have them at the wedding, yeah. you're not a real dog owner and you don't deserve your dog. Sorry. Right, that's that's them told. Yeah, that's you told. Yeah, I'll say it again if you need me to. Your dog should be at your wedding. Yeah. Um, it should. It's part of your family. Yeah, I agree. Like, and to be honest with you, I actually pushed to get the dog. And production did, and I'll give them their due on that. They did actually push for my dogs to be there. Aww. Um, But now I'm glad they weren't because I can say, did you see any dogs at my wedding? No, yeah. it wasn't a real wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously when that all kind of came out, there was a lot of shit coming my way on Instagram, social media, newspaper articles. It was all this, there was all that. People were getting hurt over this. People were getting hurt over the, that. They were writing articles because they felt like they needed to defend themselves. And if somebody wants to publicly try and slag me off in the newspaper, I'm just going to be like... Look, I appreciate what you're saying, but genuinely, and I meant it with all authenticity, I hope you're okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to slag you off. I'm yeah. not going to come back at you. No. As much of the time I could, yeah. I absolutely could. Yeah. But what's the point? I know that about you're you. Just, you're just setting a fire off. Yeah. You're I contacted you about something you that did. happened in, and I got an article wrote about me. Yeah. And I was like, this is killing me off here. Yeah. Like, because that, that's not okay. No. Like, that's not fair, and it's not okay. Because somebody's upset and hurt, mm. they're hurting. They mm. feel like they need to hurt me. Mm. There's a there's a way to respond because I could 
happily go, do you know what? I'm going to screenshot this and I'm going to fucking say that about you. And mm. I've got that about you and I've got that about you and I've got that about you. And but, you genuinely have. Yeah, absolutely. Have, absolutely. Yeah. In, in, in different occasions. Yeah. But do you know what? I know that none of these people are bad people. Yeah. They're just hurt. Yeah. Hurting. It's coming from a hurt place. It's well, coming hurt from people a, hurt people. Absolutely, a hundred percent. And it's coming from a different. It's coming from a different angle, and it's coming from a place where um, it doesn't make sense at the time. Mm. And it's like, well, this is how I'm going to retaliate to it. Yeah. And I don't think anyone's a bad person in that sense. I just think that that's that. anyway. I could easily just go right, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, this big fucking war starts in magazines and newspapers, and then. What's the point? Well, I'm giving the media, which I don't want to feed, I'm giving them shit to write about. Then I'm also like giving that person more fire. And I'm also in turn probably causing them some pain. Yeah. Why do I want to do that? Yeah. Like, that's very let's, good just, point. let's just move on. I don't want to cause you any pain. I don't want any bullshit. I don't want any drama. If you want to do that to me, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to walk away from that because... And also... You would be known. Which is really difficult to do. Oh, no, it's very difficult to do. And we had that conversation. Like you say, you contacted me. We had a whole conversation over it. So I do understand that there's a genuine organic feeling of frustration sometimes. But also, I think it's really important to say that if you had have retaliated to any of the things that have been said about you, you become more of that person. Oh, absolutely, been, yeah. And Look, actually, see, there he goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. actually, what you've done with your social media, and I think what you're doing more and more of with your life is you're focusing on things like the mind, the body, and how to incorporate both so that you can, I suppose, edu um, educate maybe is a good word, but also you can be part of something that you actually really enjoy. And I, I think that if you can live with the purpose to enjoy what you're doing and to bring people on that journey with you, then you'll always be okay. And that's what I see you're doing now. I think it was about rediscovering my authentic self, yeah. rediscovering my purpose and preparing myself to be vulnerable and open enough to be able to do that. Talking to a camera and like you said earlier, none of the stuff I put out there is scripted. So no. those videos you see of me on my, on my Instagram, it comes to my head and I go, I want to talk about that. Yeah. And I'll, that's why some of them are in the car because a lot of my thoughts come to me in the car. When you're driving. When I'm driving. Mm. And then I'll pull up, I'll get in the car park, I'll whip my seatbelt off, I'll set up my mic and I'll put it on and I'll just be like, boom. And yeah. I'll just talk. Um, some videos may have taken two things because I burped or hiccuped halfway through and that <laughs> doesn't need to be in there. So I might say what I said again. But I've never written it down. No. I've never scripted it. No. I've never um, done it more than two times. Mm. Like everything that I say is literally straight out of my head. Mm. Because that way I've started to realize that that is me being authentic. That is me being vulnerable enough to hope that that reaches the right people. And the people who don't need to see that or view it in a certain way of what's he doing, that's okay. Because the hundreds of messages that I receive on my Instagram on a weekly basis from people with thank yous, with life-changing stories about how my content has helped them, you can't put a price tag on that. No, you you literally cannot put a price tag on that. Like it happens on a daily basis. I've got elderly women in hospital who are literally hospitalized who message me all the time telling me how I'm the thing that keeps them going. Wow. I've got people with children with learning difficulties. Me and my son watch your videos all the time. So just a massive thank you. Like you motivate us both to get out. This mm. is a single mother with their child who mm. is going through some shit. 
And by me being open, honest, vulnerable, and trying to teach other people things that I have learned in my life. And you know what? It might not work for you. Yeah. Like the way I think might not work for you. But if it does, cool. I just helped you. Mm. I just helped you change your perspective on a situation that you thought at the time was maybe not escapable. Mm. And now you've seen a little bit of light near that fire exit and you can now walk towards that door. So you don't even need to fucking open it. Just start walking towards it. Yeah. Might not be time to open the door yet. Yeah. Just come towards the door. Keep yeah. coming. Keep yeah. coming. Keep coming. I'll open the door when you get there if you need it opening. And on that note, because you mentioned that with the the um, coaching as well about perspectives and, and all that kind of stuff. But one of the things that I know to be true about you is that you have, you, you've spoken about curiosity. Mm. And I think the organic nature of your Instagram is one thing. But from very, very young, you know, be it taking pencil sharpness apart and seeing what happens when you slice the pencil case or whatever it is <laughs> Sounds you're really doing. sadistic. It does sound sadistic, <laughs> but it, it's just curiosity, guys. Psychopath in the making. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're also really creative, aren't you? I like, I would, yeah, again, I don't, I don't ever use that word about myself. No, but you are. I've, I've seen but, and heard some <laughs> but of you stuff. Are. You are, whether you like it or you not. You make shit. <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, but you are. Can I, can I discuss a book that I want everybody to read? Yeah. Right, The Creative Art by Rick Rubin. Yeah. So I first listened to this book on um, on the audio version because I had... I had I'd listened to some Rick Rubin in the past. I didn't really know who he were. And then I discovered him and I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's like the mind behind a lot of music that you know. Mm. And I'm like, right, okay. So then I've listened, I've listened to him on a few podcasts and I really liked the guy's outlook on life. Mm-hmm. And I liked some of the, the vulnerability that he expresses, like even through diet and exercise. And mm. he was like, oh, I just wasn't willing to do it. And then he did it. Anyway, so I was like, okay, cool. I'm a member of Audible. So I use one of my credits to download this book and I downloaded it. Anyway, I told a friend about it and then she bought the book, the hard copy. And then she decided that the hard copy was such a must that she bought and sent me the hard copy. Oh, wow. So do you know what I mean? Anyway, this book just kind of became a big thing in our lives. And um, one of the things that he says in this book is um, sometimes creativity, you never know when it's going to come. You never know when it's going to happen. So sometimes just pick a book up, go to a random page. Don't read it in order. Go to a random page, read a paragraph. There might be something in there that's going to spark something in your brain. Yeah. Now, I did this with his book one day, and I opened it up, and it was like the most creative. I can't, don't quote me for the words. I could be wrong, but I know that the, what, pa- what it meant. You're paraphrasing, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it, weirdly enough, it was one paragraph on the whole sheet of paper. So that was all it was. It was just on its own where I randomly opened the book and it was like, your best, I- your best idea you've ever had might happen at tea time tonight. Something like that. And I was like, you're fucking right. Yeah. It's always about the next move. Mm-hmm. So it's like the creative mind, the creative brain for me is about seeing something, wanting to expand on it, wanting to be able to become good at something or create something new I just, I don't know. I just find the world fucking fascinating. I don't get it when people don't. You have ways of um, channeling that because you used to do spoken word poetry. And I know you I still re- do. I still yeah. write. Right. You still write. And you also, well, I I was blessed to see your talent with the old singing and beatboxing. With the beatboxing. Yeah. So you do that as well. and Not as much as I used to. No. But no. You, you, you do like your music and you do have that talent and you do write and you've got that spoken word poetry thing going on so and I think also aesthetically from the point of view of how you want your Instagram to look you've got a very clear aesthetic as far as I can see so there's lots of creative parts I appreciate you saying that because I've been trying to get that right yeah I can see it all I I do now is just stick to the same word format yeah and post what I want yeah yeah but it but it looks like your 
Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, by yeah. that? Yeah. So I feel Fucking like... all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Zero <No>. structure. <laughs> all the letters look the same, but what the fuck is he going on about now? <laughs> no, but actually there's a lot to be said for, for following you because there's... I know some people that I know follow you and I can see when oh, really? they're like... Yeah, so I can see... Uh, oh, yeah, you see it pop up. Yeah. Yeah, so I know that... Um, you know, you the, and, and all of those people are very different people and different personalities. Yeah. So it just shows to so say that you mentioned the elderly lady that's hospitalised, but you've got this wide spectrum of people that are tuning in now. Yeah. Um, it's and, lovely. Yeah. Of course it is. it is. It really is. Of course it is. I mean, <clears throat> we went to the shop, didn't we, for you to get some bits and bobs. Yeah. And you literally just chat away. You're so friendly. The guy in the shop was not perhaps the friendliest man in the world. He's a little bit dumbfounded by having a conversation with someone. That's what it is. Because people don't speak to him. No, you're right. They just ignore him probably. He's there He's there to provide a service yeah. to most people. Yeah. But to me, he's a human being. Yeah. He's bro. How's your day? Yeah. What? He was dumbfounded He didn't fucking it. know how to respond. No, he's I know. Not, he's, not being, he's not used to that conversation. No, Could be right. the area, could be... Yeah. But you you do do that, and I've been with you enough times now. I think we were, we met in Leeds, didn't we, a few weeks ago? And I can see how you talk to people and how you communicate and how you are so friendly and so affable and so open. And it's so different to, I think, the original image that people have had. And I hope that from doing this as well, we, again, this is so difficult. And I do these podcasts, I say this to everyone that's come on, it's so difficult to get the whole person in one episode. Oh, God, yeah. It's so difficult because... Yeah, of course. You know, everyone's so multifaceted, especially you. There's so many different parts and, you know, we could probably, and we'd have to talk for hours because it is... so. There's the subjects that I think... What I want to get across, right? Let me just pause there. I want to get across the person that I know. Your brain works very similar to mine. Yeah, I know. You're like, hang on a minute. No, wait. Uh. <laughs> yeah, let's collaborate. I want to um, get people to see or hear the version of you that I know. There's a lot of, um, you know, very masculine sides of you, but there's the softer sides of you as well. There's the sort of very sexual side, but there's the very um, emotionally intelligent side. There's the very organic, natural side, but there's also the very modern side. And you said earlier, you've got one world, one foot, sorry, in the spiritual world and one foot in the modern world. And that's a really good explanation of who you are. But I wanted to ask you one more question before we finish. And it's probably the biggest question that I could possibly ask you. Okay. So, you talked about the spiritual world. No, I will not marry you. Oh, no. Okay. Well, that's it then. Never again. <laughs> that's it then. Okay. I wanted to ask you about the spiritual side because uh, spirituality and religion can be very much seen as the same thing. And mm. so I'm going to ask you a question because we've spoken a lot about primitive self. We've spoken a lot about the nature side of you. We've spoken a lot about the sexual side of you, the spiritual side of you, whatever. Do you believe in God? My view on God is that we are God. Mm. That is my view on God. As in this we are reflection. From, we are, we are, we are... <laughs> We are bouts of consciousness mm -hmm. living in a skin sack, which are all interconnected. <laughs> Nobody is, isn't it? Like it's just, a, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, all right, it sounded a bit. Uh, <laughs> 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 We're living in I, a skin I, sack. And I, I, do you know what? It's a. This is from this is from a lot of Alan Watts's lectures. I love Alan Watts. Alan Watts is the one person that I can. Um, and I don't just listen to him and take it for gospel. No. I listen to him and I think about it and I process it and I go, actually. Phenomenal. To me, that's right. Have you come across Ramdas? 
So Ramdas knew. Yeah, Ramdas for me is one of the like I literally love Ramdas. Um, you can Google him and find him. He's done a book called Being Human, or being no, sorry, Being Nobody. Being Nobody. It's on Audible, and it's a collection of his talks rather than a book. Um, but he's also on Instagram. He's dead now, actually. He was fascinated by death in the end of his life. And he he was, uh, I think, a colleague of Alan Watts. Okay. And I love Alan Watts' philosophy. Uh, he's he's also, I believe he's dead he's as dead, well. He's dead, yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot, of this, a lot of what Alan Watts was talking about was in the 60s and 70s, wasn't it? it like was, yeah. way before us. And it still applies today. So carry on. It applies more so today, yeah. I think. Yeah. More so. And a lot of his predictions about today are yes. true as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's not like the Mayan calendar where we all blow up it's more about how we're going to be psychologically and what's yeah. coming and what's happening um i think that we are all collectively um do i believe in god as a person no mm-hmm. i don't believe god is a person i don't believe in heaven i don't believe in hell no. um i might believe in versions of them and yeah. i think that there is teachings taken from each religion which can be used to live a really meaningful purposeful life mm-hmm. um i don't discriminate against anyone who is religious i want people to believe in exactly what they need to believe in to give them a good life yeah um i will never push not being religious on somebody and i don't expect somebody to push being religious on me yes. that's the only thing i asked is mutual respect for each other's yeah. beliefs and yeah i just think that i think that the whole god is an is an energy like yeah. I'd, I'd love to know more i wish i could answer the question with like some solidarity like yeah. i wish i could go this is what it is. Yeah. But I think that's the problem is too many people go, this is what it is. Yes. And it's like, but you don't know that. Mm. You don't know that. You're so right. And I think... You don't actually, there is no clinical, not clinical. There's no there's evidence. No, there's no evidence. No. No. What, no. a book? Yeah. Mm. Nice book though. Very no. well written. Yeah, absolutely. Great Completely story. agree. Great story. Yeah. 100%. In yeah. fact, I've read the Bible, not yeah. all of it, but yeah. pro- bit, bit, bits yeah. of it. And yeah. I've read the Quran, yeah. bits of it. Yeah. Um, and I believe there's so much greatness in, so the, in these in these books. I yeah. really, really do. I do. Yeah. I've got Muslim friends. I've got Christian friends. Yeah. And um, I do. I believe there's a lot of greatness. Me personally, mm. that's not my way of life. No. But I believe. <sighs> Is it about reflection? So much. There's just so much. It's too I just vast. feel it's too much. Yeah. It's a very difficult question to me to me answer because you can go no. Mm. Why not? Well, do, do you know what but I mean? your answer is obviously going to be the, um, I think, a reflection of a lot of people's thoughts on that. And we'd spoken about energy earlier on, hence the reason I was thinking then, actually, oh, I want to come back to this because I believe, and I'm probably one of many people that believe this, that at some point there was a moment where there was a creation of something and that's evolved. And, you know, over time we have all evolved as we are now and we're just a reflection of the original creation whatever that was now that might be a universe thing it might be the big bang theory it might be more to do with i don't know the ocean who knows where did the ocean come from there's all these big 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 vast questions but i think we are all just reflections of the energy that was the original energy and that's it's an interesting subject but it's also existential <sighs> but that's, go on. that's why i could go even deeper though because i'm like why are we the only ones with consciousness yeah not me and you personally. Yeah. <laughs> why are we the <laughs> only the two only people ones. with consciousness? No, but like, why are we the only species with consciousness? Yeah. Like, why isn't, why can't a cat express its thoughts and feelings? Mm. It can, not to yeah. us, but yeah. it, within its own yeah. community of cats, yeah. it can. Yeah. Through different noises, body language, yes. senses. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a bat sees with sound. Yeah, I love that. Like, 
I mean, this, this is it's a conversation for another time, but that's why I believe that psychedelics can help people yeah, because yeah, yeah. that opens you up to taste colors and see sounds. Yeah. And people go, that's not possible. How the fuck does a bat fly? Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it sees with sounds. So yeah. you can see sounds. What's just the, we can't. What's the podcast you've just done? Because you've gone into that a bit more deeply, the whole psychedelics <sighs> thing. Yeah, that was the self-made mind podcast. Yeah. Um, so you've gone into which that Which you'll be quite... able to find on my Instagram. It's not out yet. It's not no. Out yet. But I, I wanted to reference that because actually... That's another side. It's another side. That's another thing that I wanted to say as well. When we first started this conversation, you said that you want people to see um, the side of me that you know. Yeah. I think that depending on who you are around, yeah. what energy you're getting from those people... I turned up to that podcast the other day with a completely different energy than what I've turned up with today. Yeah. It doesn't make me a different person. It doesn't no. change my beliefs. It no. doesn't mean that there might be... There might even be slight contradictions that I might feel on what I've said here and what I've said there. Mm. I doubt there will be, no. but there, there could be. You've got to be open to that. Yeah. Because you don't know how you're feeling on that day. I think no matter when you... you I could have a conversation you with, with, you, with you at 6 a.m. I could go about my day and have one with you at 6 p.m., mm. dependent on sleep, nutrition, water, events that have happened during the day. But something tragic could happen between 6 and 6. Mm. Like time is such a precious thing and anything yeah. can happen at any given moment. Mm. Them conversations are going to be two different conversations. Of course. The energy that I approach you with and you approach me with is mm. going to be a different conversation to me sitting in front of two blokes having a conversation with two blokes. It doesn't make me a different person. It just means that the energy that we were discussing and what we were talking about is going to lead to different conversations and different topics and yes. different energies. Definitely. Definitely. Different I agree. people bring out different views. Yeah, they do. And I think we've all got to be mindful of those reflections because yeah. if we're not and we're not we're not paying attention to who we are and how we feel and what we're saying and what we're doing, we're not actually doing ourselves much justice because you can only really learn i think the best education comes from the mind absolutely and i think the best education is when you are willing to be open to your own flaws to your own uh, nuances to your own ability to uh shape yourself around others or not and that's how we become the um fuller version of ourselves and that's why i asked the question because i wanted to see you are someone that I would consider to be very, very open, educated, vulnerable, uh, open to deep discussions. But if I ask anyone that question about God, it's always the same. Like, oh, I can't. I don't know. No, I feel like I can. There's an instant like, oh, my fucking God. She just mentioned God. Yeah. Who's going to be listening to this that's going to yeah. have a go at me for not believing in God? So you're worried about people having a go I'm at I'm not you. worried about it. But it's the initial response system that you have been forcefully led to fucking feel because that's of, how you instantly feel because somebody mentions of, a controversial topic and you go is that because of the show that you were on yes yeah okay. yes absolutely yeah. but now it's taken me some time to get back to my authentic self speak yeah. my mind and like i said to the lads on the self-made mind podcast the other day i said to them this is the first time where i've actually spoke about this stuff that i actually believe in yeah. That I actually believe it. it's not hurting no one. No. It's not hurting anybody. And you're, you're, It might be controversial to some people, but you know what? The people who are meant for me in my life will be attracted by that, not put away. The people that go, oh, I don't like that hippy-dippy bullshit that he's on about, they can leave. They feel, yeah. You feel, you lead, you feel, and I used to be worried about that, but mm. that's not who I am. I'm not no. worried about stuff like that. I've never been worried about stuff like that. But this false facade of a world that was created for me off the back end of national TV, this ego almost that kind of fell back into play, like, and it did, and I can admit that the ego took over for a while, mm. and it was it was vanity, like and there was there was pictures on vanity. Like now, I still post bloody thirst trappy, half naked pictures of myself on Instagram. I but know. you know what? It's because I'm like, 
feel fucking good today. Yeah. There you go. Look, I worked hard this week. Bam. Proud of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Here's a bit of half naked, fuzzy mat. Yeah. Morning world. <laughs> and if you work hard for it, there should be no shame in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just impressed that I ate two bars of dairy milk last night and I've still got abs, so I take a picture of it yeah, and I post it. I'm a little bit annoyed, actually, that you can Cold do that. therapy. I know. That's why you want to throw me in the water. <laughs> I keep saying no. You can't say that. Oh, yeah, you want to throw me in the water because you're annoyed that I eat chocolate. No, it doesn't quite add up, does it? No. <laughs> I don't actually eat as much chocolate as you, though. So, you know, I don't need you don't the cold water. You don't know how much chocolate I eat. I do, it's because you just, every, every single time I talk to you, you say, oh, I've been eating loads of chocolate. So, sure, <laughs> so I think I do it's know. It's fucking true. She <laughs> talks shit. She's throwing me under the bus. <laughs> you eat a lot. And, 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 and even can tell you what chocolate you eat. What? Dairy milk. I just said it myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not new information. Everyone just heard that. <laughs> Apart from me, it seems. But yeah, clearly with the headphones on. My voice is going directly into your ears and you're still not listening to me. <laughs> That's so funny. So funny. But it's true. Now, let me ask you one more question. No. This really is the final question. I'm okay, thanks. <laughs> the question is, where can people find you? And also, what do you want people to to feel right now as they're listening to this? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all my social media is exactly the same. Matt underscore B underscore Murray. Same on YouTube. Same on. Uh, I was actually watching some of my old YouTube videos, which I've now made public again. Oh, I'm I talk about. Oh, do yeah. They're, they're weird. They're a bit more. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stop circling the eyes. <laughs> the voice in the ears. <laughs> She's talking to me again. Um, it's they were about confidence and they were about uh, training and you don't know where to start and just things that I've done in my car the audio shit yeah. um but I've started putting some shorts on there now as well so I've got uh, my YouTube my Instagram uh TikTok I don't have Twitter um Twitter's a really minefield, good rabbit hole. Isn't it? Yeah. just a minefield yeah. not, not interested too much no. negativity on Twitter yeah, yeah absolutely um yeah so and what do I want people to feel I want people to feel, and it's a theme that I'm kind of sticking with today. And as cliche as it sounds, I truly believe in it. It's something that's helped me all of my life since taking a bit of a journey down a spiritual world. And it's something that I truly believe in and helps me on a daily basis. And it's something that I posted on my Instagram story this morning, that no matter where you are, no matter what you're currently feeling, no matter what's currently going on in your life, if you can change your perspective on it, you are exactly where you're meant to be. Mm exactly where you're meant to be because even if you're in a really shitty bad situation or a really shitty bad headspace if you can find the lesson in it and you can find a teaching in what you're currently going through it could be giving you strength or it could be giving you the knowledge to help somebody else that maybe one day is going to be in a situation that you are in now Mm -hmm. that helped me Mm -hmm. and I find if you can really drill that into your head and start to look at it that way it can help you too. So basically, be present, be reflective, and let yourself experience whatever is in front of you. Absolutely. Don't fight it. Yeah. Even if you're sad, just be sad. Yeah. Just definitely. allow it. Yeah. There's a certain, and, and I said this on a different one with someone else, actually. I said about that. Uh, be sad, but then make sure you don't stay there. You know? Yeah, have, don't stay sad. Yeah, don't stay don't sad. Don't stay sad. Don't do, because we said this and in the podcast, I said last time, it, the yoga is, 
the saying it's okay not to be okay frustrates me because it's just mm. it's again it's encouraging that helplessness in yourself it's okay to be sad but then just go look you know 24 hours of just sort of sitting here eating my dairy meal oh yeah don't stay there too long no because it's addictive it is addictive victim is addictive, addictive yeah it is yeah, it is. yeah. i've yeah. been that guy yeah I, I have but luckily it's never been for more than like let's go for the longest period of three weeks yeah where you go oh, i feel sorry for myself and I encourage people to do that, by the way. Yeah. Because if you, like, you you would feel sorry for someone else. Yeah. You would feel sorry for your mate, for your mum, for your for your girlfriend or, you know, whoever. You would feel sorry for someone else, but you don't often allow yourself to feel sorry for yourself. And I think we should because we're then nurturing the inner child. We're nurturing that part of ourselves that needs to be seen and heard and validated. If you're not doing that for yourself, you're not validating yourself, you're not hearing yourself, you're not seeing who you really are, how do you expect anybody else to? I am a massive fan of RuPaul from RuPaul's Drag Race. Who Can't say I've got much experience with. Oh, my God. So RuPaul is a drag queen. Is it a guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's a drag queen. I just wanted to say the correct terminology. Yeah, yeah. He's a drag queen who's been around for many, many years and he's um, done so many phenomenal things, but he started off RuPaul's Drag Race 20-odd years ago, I think now. And his tagline was always, if you can't love yourself, how do you expect anybody else to love you? <laughs> Oh, right. Can I just say something about yes. that? I know we were going to end, but... Yeah, I that, know. This is that, what happens. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that bit right there, yeah. this is this is something that I've brought up quite a few times. It pisses me off. Yeah. People say that to love somebody else, you must first love yourself. That's not true. But if you tell somebody that you love yourself... Somebody asked me the other day, what did you give yourself out of 10? And I was like, 10. Mm. And they were like, what? And I was like, well, hang on a minute. Mm. To love somebody else, you must first love yourself. I'm telling you I love myself, but now I'm an arrogant prick. Yeah. That's very difficult, Go isn't figure. it? Yeah. Go figure. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I'm confident. I am confident in who I am. I'm confident in my ability. I'm confident in my knowledge, my wisdom. I'm confident in my skill set. Yeah. I'm a very, very confident person. Yeah. I may have days where I'm not as confident, but 90% of the time I am confident. Yeah. Because I've earned that right. Yeah. I go to the gym. I yeah. work out. I yeah. eat the right food. I get yeah. the sleep. I do the exercise. I look after the people. Like I do what I do to be who I am. Therefore, I fucking love who I am. Yeah. You tell somebody that, you're an arrogant, egotistical prick. Yeah. Well, they're Good just... Fuck, man. Make your mind up. That's their reflection of Absolutely, themselves being yeah. pushed onto you. But I, I think you can love other people if you don't love yourself. It's not linear. No, it's not no, like, no, no. But we know... But isn't that the saying that you just said? No, if you can't love yourself, how do you expect anybody... Oh, so it's similar, but yeah, the similar. other way around. Yeah. It's somebody else loving yeah. you. If you yeah. can't... No, it is the same. No, how do I expect to be loved? How do I expect to be yeah, loved? Yeah, if you can't love but, yourself. Yeah. Is that not the same? Is it the same? Is it the same? You're saying about loving somebody else. No. How if you, you can't love you, how do you love somebody else if you can't love yourself? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mine's about loving somebody else. Yeah, and your mine's about being Somebody loving loved. you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To, for, to love somebody else, you must first love yourself. Or to be loved, you Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> right, everybody, just fucking love each other, man. Right, and love yourselves Love as yourselves well. as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you don't love yourself, find someone to love you. Yeah. But <laughs> That's not gonna... the wrong advice. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to... My point is, I think you can really be detached from yourself and, and disassociated and, you know... I like almost... that word. Yeah. I'm or... friends with that word. Yeah, yeah. And lots of us go through that. But you could also be so... Um, broken by experiences or by all sorts of things and and if you can just learn to put all those pieces back together and understand disassociation understand why you've detached understand why you've been hurt and what that actually means that's great but it doesn't mean you can't love somebody else if you're in that state you can love deeply but just be so detached from yourself so i think there's a lot of sayings out there that are probably quite damaging and 
all of that kind of it's social media there's a lot of damaging shit out there yeah right there now. is there is which is why I wanted you on why because I think no 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 because <laughs> I think you do say some really important things and I wanted to share I find I find it difficult as well though because like you said like it's really difficult to condense yeah it is it's like what's the most important thing but then you sometimes can't. you can get lost in trying to find the important yeah. thing without I feel like a podcast needs to be five hours long yes. and then you cut it yeah. Take 15 toilet breaks. Couple of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, have a couple of whiskeys, yeah. smoke a joint, see what happens. Yeah, that's that's maybe the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I'm coming back. I know. I'm coming back. I We're going to go again. Yeah, we are. Because like I told you, I don't want my own podcast. No, you don't. Do you know what that... I'm going to offend some people and I don't even care. Go but on. Do you know what really annoys me? Tell me. Reality TV. They come off reality TV and go, here's my new podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about the TV show. That I've just done. Yeah. I've just done. Yeah. I, I know is it I think I'm not even trying to offend the person it's just it's the streak it's not even it's not an individual characteristic it's the everybody who seems to be not everybody that's too broad a lot of people, but are, a lot yeah. Of people yeah. come off reality TV and instantly set up a podcast yes it's definitely become but then I hear one or two episodes and it disappears They're... I'm not just talking about my show either I'm talking no. about the actual vast reality TV yeah um, and I'm not saying to people don't try again it's so fucking difficult to say it isn't it I'm not saying don't try don't go and do it but don't, do but... it say it Matt because you know what <clears throat> people that have got this far into our episode they're going to they're going to yeah, get true. you yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. get you just fucking if you're going to make a podcast or if you're going to do something and you're putting information out there into the world can you please make it valuable information which is going to help people or potentially change somebody's life for the best yeah like add value <sighs> add value yeah. yeah don't fucking sit there slagging people off that yes. are on a TV show that you're on a TV show with do you yeah. know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean if the 10 people found that funny then cool but at the same time like I find a lot of people going about like oh don't say this about me but then on the next they're on a podcast saying that about somebody else and yeah. it seems very contradictual and very yeah. like and, mm. and I like that about you because I do think again for those people that are going to follow you off the back of this or already follow you and you're going to gain followers each time you, even if that's not your and I know that's it's not, not my, it's no, not I know, my motive I know, I know but I also want to make that clear because yeah. like I said to you earlier it it's exposure, absolutely. But yeah. I have you're the well, I actually said yes to you first. Yeah. And they, these guys just had a, a date which was yeah. close to the time. Yeah. Um but this is now the second podcast, but mm. technically the first that I've had booked in. Yeah. Because I've not built relationships with people enough mm. to wanna speak. Yeah. Or to wanna have a conversation with that person. And yeah. It's not disrespecting them. It's just I know it's gonna it's gonna drop dead. I'm gonna say some shit you don't agree with not even don't agree with, but aren't ready to receive. Mm. And it's it's not going to be a good chat. You have to have the vibe. And actually, the, the people that I have on a sofa are people that I know. And we've all spent a couple of hours chatting beforehand, warming yeah, up, just yeah, just yeah. feeling comfortable with each warming other. Warming up, Ella, I got here at like one. We've and been also in there until like R5. And it was freezing. <laughs> and it was freezing. We were not talking warm. to stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, the ther- in the therapy room. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you in the state of I don't know. Actually, yeah. yeah. When I wasn't laying on the floor stretching, because I need to stretch. And he, yeah, but you're stretching. I can't stretch without being judged. <laughs> how comfortable that makes me feel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when I said she's a shit therapist? <laughs> right, we, can we go now? Yeah, we can go now. It's been it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's, it's been, been wonderful. <laughs> I'm oh, getting the uh, best abs workout ever. Right, everybody, hell. you can find Matt at it's Matt <laughs> underscore B underscore Murray. She checks it every day. And it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm stalking you. And it's Murray with a double R. A-Y. Uh, yes, uh, M-U. <laughs> <laughs>
you find him. <laughs> We're going to go now. Thanks for listening to this <laughs> mental podcast. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs>